Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen. Whether you're listening to us on the radio, on NBC's great affiliate, KCAA out in California, or watching our podcast on one of our many platforms, we appreciate you and thank you for subscribing on our YouTube channel, Cowboy Entrepreneur. Today, we got a very fun show for you and a great guest, lots of fun stories. Dale Armstrong is on the show, and he's the founder and CEO of United States Mounted Shooting. Dale, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Scott. It's a pleasure. Oh, man, there's so many questions I have, but first, you got two cool patches on your shirt. Do you mind telling me a little bit about them? Let's talk about the Total Feeds first. Yeah, uh, I'm actually a dealer for Total Feeds, and... Uh... Total Feeds is a, they are a title sponsor for our World Finals every year, awesome. and, it, and it's actually a, a really. I found Total Feeds by accident. I had a horse that was uh, having a lot of foot problems, and he was having abscesses really bad. And and uh, I had a friend, a really close friend over in Tennessee, said, "Hey, have you ever thought about trying Total?" And I said, "No." He said, "We'll try it." And then that was in 2019, and my horse hadn't had abscess since. All we did was switch the total. So I was sold on it right then. And then when I started the association and uh, I invited Dr. Harry out and uh, and we met and it's been a great relationship ever since. Yeah. Dr. Anderson is, is the man that told me about you and the association. And uh, man, I couldn't say enough things, good things about him, man. He's such a great man. And, and the company is so strong for sure. And I'm, I'm so glad he gave me your name. And now tell me about your other patch. What is that? That's pretty cool. That's our brand. Um, they, we're called United States Mountain Shooting. So I wanted to incorporate the flag, and I, I'm a I'm an Air Force veteran myself. So thank you. I'm I'm real big on on patriotism, and so I I did a deal. I said uh, anyone that can come up with a marketable logo for United States Mountain Shooting, I said I'll give you a free entry to my very first finals. And the guy that did this is. His name is Chris over in Tennessee, and it took it, Chris Hunley, and it took him exactly about an hour. He sent me that, and and I just I put on there. I said, look, the the competition's over. Chris won. <laughs> this passes. That that is our brand, and we we since copyrighted and trademarked the brand. It's an awesome brand, and we're proud to carry it. That's so cool, man. That's so cool. I can't wait to find out more about the association, but I really want to find out more about you, uh, just so people can. I, I, meet you and listen to you and hear your stories. Cause I had so much fun a couple of times we visited. Um, so did you grow up on horses? Well, I grew up and, uh, I grew up in Arkansas and, uh, my mom, she was married to cowboys and, and they kind of helped me get started in the cowboy way and, and kind of taught me what it's like to be a cowboy and rough stock and performance horses. And, and we did that all the way up until, you know, I, I got ready to go in the air force and, and uh, it, I had a lot of fun with it, and uh, and I always uh, wanted to come back to it at some point, and I just never did until just here recently. Here, you know, in 2018, I got back in it, but it, it's a it's an amazing deal. Uh, anytime you can be involved in Western sports, it's just it's it's a great group of people. It's always mm -hmm. great to be part of. I love it. Well, first, thanks for your service, man. That's just awesome. And and uh, that's one more reason why we wanted you on the show, for sure. And so so growing up around the cowboy and cowboy culture, culture do you remember your first horse or maybe your first cowboy thing you ever did? 
I actually I do. I had a little Shetland pony and I was probably oh, yeah. seven years old and that was the meanest little kicking thing I ever seen in my life. <laughs> but, you uh, said Shetland pony. Yeah, if anybody's been in the horse business more than five minutes, they know that Shetland ponies are just mean. But <laughs> I had that little pony, which I loved it. You know, I got along good with it. But uh, unfortunately, the, the, he had ended up coming up positive on Coggins, and we had to put it down. But mm. that was my very first horse, you know. And, and I learned at a young age what it's like. I mean, I think I was probably seven years old, and I had to put my first horse down. So It's tough, man. It is. Uh, it doesn't matter how many times they bite or kick. It's still a hard deal to do, uh, you know. Um, right. But that's the thing about being, in, you know, in the West or Western lifestyle. You know, it teaches you, um, you know, from the beginning to the end and how to take care of things. It does. And, and you know, and, and the, I had some really good teachers along the way, even the people that we rodeoed with. A lot of the old timers, they take me under their wing, you know, and uh, – and they just taught me so much. And I wish I would have paid attention to them a little closer, but, you know, I picked up on a lot of their good stuff and their bad habits too, of course. I mean, it's, that's just part of the cowboy way, but you know, <laughs> we had a lot of fun with it. We did. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so in rodeo, we, we brought that up a little bit. What'd you do? What events? I rode Saddle Bronc and then uh, we did some speed events on run jackpots on the weekends and things like that. And, Awesome. Uh, with, with performance horses i would climb on anybody's horse that would let me actually you know we didn't have a lot growing up and uh i loved horses and you know i we would just we'd go up to jackpot horse shows and stuff on the weekends and we'd do barrel we'd do every speed and timed event there was if there was a timed oh, event and i could get somebody to pay the entry fee i'd ride in it you know and <laughs> it, it, we just had a great time with it you know and it, there was a lot of times that you know, times were tough, like I said, and sometimes I couldn't pay entry fee and I just had to watch, you know, but I, even when I was watching, I was learning. So yeah. it, it, it was a good deal. It's just being around the culture, you know, yeah, there's yeah. nothing better. It's so, there's so many great people in the Western world um, from the sponsors, like a Dr. Anderson to, um, you know, just great horse owners. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. I mean, there's, and that's the thing is, uh, I've seen my whole life. I mean, I'm not but 47 years old, but I've seen, I've seen so many great people in Western sports industry, you know, from, from show horses to rough stock to, to, I mean, they're all very helpful and they're not going to leave you broke down on the side of the road. That's, that's for sure. Right. That's so exactly that's right. Problem. That's exactly right. So do you remember your first saddle bronc ride? <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> that's the way every rodeo story starts. Well, the last one is the one that, that I really don't particularly care to remember, but I got hurt okay. pretty good. But okay. Well. It was, uh, you know, we, I drew a pretty rank horse and rode it and uh, for about 10 seconds in the chute. I never got out of the chute on it. That's the so most dangerous area. It is, you know, and, and uh, you know, it, it kind of ended, that kind of ended the bronc riding and, and uh, kind of ended everything for for equine sports and the western sports for a while for me. That was pretty much what ended my my really? until I started back. But I mean, it, it still didn't take the love out of my heart. It's still there. But it right, was, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. It's there's nothing like cowboy in a room when you got twelve broncos in one one hotel room. That's a lot of fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. 
It, so, it sure is. It sure is. When you were t- riding performance horses, what, what event did you ride as far as performance? Uh, the biggest, uh, the most events I run in is I run pole bending and I run keyhole and speed. And uh, keyhole was my favorite because, I mean, you take them horses down the arena wide open and just lock the brakes down, slide them in a hole, just like a key, like you put a key in. And that's where it came, the name come from. And you just slide them in there, turn them around and spin them right back out of the arena. You know, it was a lot of fun with, with that. I enjoyed that a lot. And I had a horse, his name was Turner. I started riding him when I was about eight. And uh, this horse was absolutely amazing. Uh, you could literally bring him in the arena, take him right in front of the pole bending pattern and just toss the reins up on his neck and just hold on. He would run that whole pattern by himself and right back out of the arena. I mean, he was just a, he was a pleasure to ride, you know, even as a young kid, you know, on a, I was, he was probably 15 too. And, uh, and I was seven, eight years old and I was out there on a full blown horse and he would, he could run it. And, and we won a lot because of that. Right. I mean, it, it's say- fun, man, when you're riding horses, because the horses enjoy it as much as we do. You know, and, and, and when they have the talent and the, the mind and the spirit like that, there's nothing better. That's right. You know, and a lot of people, they don't realize that a lot of people that's not in the Western sports industry that are just fans and stuff. They don't realize how well trained these horses are. Yeah. These, these horses are, they are very well trained. They enjoy their jobs. They enjoy what they do. If they don't have something to do, it, it, anybody that knows a horse knows they'll go out to pasture and tear everything you got up because they're just yeah. looking for something to do, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and so, I mean, these horses really enjoy what we do and what we do with mounted shooting. It's, it really gives them a lot to think about. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about it. I'm glad you brought it up, man. That was a good segue right there. Um, so, so what came to your mind that said, we need to do this. We need well, to create United States mounting shooting. You know, this is a funny story. I'm actually going to back up further than that, Scott. I'm going to tell you how I ever got in the sport. Okay. I had a drunk buddy of mine that's a neighbor, and he uh, he was dating a girl that was doing mounted shooting, and he called me one weekend. He said, hey, let's go down to Tunica, Mississippi, and watch Cowboy Mounted Shooting. I said, what is that? You know, I'm, I said, what do they do? And he's like, man, they ride around and they shoot uh, balloons off, a gun, off the horse. I said, well, that sounds ranked to me. Let's go. So I went down there and and I went down and I sat in the stands. And at that time, I'm gonna do a little name dropping too. At that time, the best cowboy mind shooter I have ever seen rode in that arena. His name was Cody Clark out of Tennessee. And he was riding a yellow horse, uh, a Palomino horse, and that horse was absolutely amazing. I I mean the horse was turning and and I mean he set a fast time, he set fast time on that. And when I saw him make that run. And he shoot. He was shooting them guns. I was like, I'm doing this. And I actually got up, went up to the uh, the gun vendor there at the event, and I bought a set of guns. Didn't even own a horse. And I, I was like, I'm doing this. You know, and that's, I love that's that. In mounted shooting, right there, just because yeah. I saw it, and I just automatically fell back in love with riding horses again. I didn't even own a horse. Isn't that so, amazing? Isn't that yes, one good ride turned you back into a you know, wanting to chase that sport. Yes, sir. And then, you know, I had a lot of help when I first got started here in Arkansas. Um, There's a lot of people that live around here that have since kind of hung their guns up, you know, but they were, they were a big influence on me getting going. They taught me the ropes. They taught me how to shoot, uh, how to ride and shoot at the same time. They, they taught me the ins and outs of this sport because 
you know, at that time I was right. There was only one association at that time and I was riding mm-hmm. in it, which is my competitor now. And, um, <clears throat> they have like 87 patterns. So you never know what you're going to be up against when you ride in the arena. So it was kind of, it, it's kind of tough because you don't do the same thing over and over like I did in keyhole or poles or barrels or something like that or speed. It's something different every single time. So it was a, it was a lot to take in when you're first getting going. Right. But I just, I embraced the challenge and I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be good at it. And I bought two amazing horses. We still have them horses today. They're, they're 20 years old now, but they're amazing. I'm still competing on one of them uh, right now. So uh, it's just, that's how I got going. And, you know, and then there was a guy here in Arkansas that was producing uh, jackpot events. And he was running kind of on the same format that we run on and uh, with just a few differences. And he actually, I started helping him produce events. I was just going and helping him, just setting up things and really paying attention, watching what he was doing. And then a couple, you know, about a year or so later, he decided that he wanted to go do something different. His kids were getting a little older, so he moved on to something else. And and I just kind of like, you know, I, I really love this, but. I think that guy was on to something. So I just kind of took his idea and I just ran with it. Right. It's all about being in the right place, you know, right time. We've all heard that. And and you were, but you put yourself in that position, which some people don't. And I love how you didn't just start, start the association. You went through and started riding in different places and learning from people. And that's just a great business model. Yes, sir. That's all. I think you, if you're going to, you know, just like this, this association was, was born just, I mean, we, I can tell you it was born because I was, I was riding with my competitor and they're just, I didn't like how the, the, their format was. It just wasn't really what I was used to from coming from rodeo. And I mm-hmm. wanted to be more like rodeo and, and that's kind of what, that's why we we started the association is so I could continue this sport, but in a different format. So it, that's how I got going. Man, I love that. You know, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about the different levels and the different event, you know, the different patterns and age groups. And uh, because you really have something for everybody, even if they don't own a horse, they can still come out and, and probably participate. So, uh, We're going to leave them with that because I know there's some people right now thinking, how can we do it? So uh, we'll be right back on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. 
Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I want to tell you about a product I've tried and I love, and I feel the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience will as well. It's Rebellious Infusions. Rebellious Infusions, they're little packets of flavor. And you know, it gets hot in South Texas, over 100 degrees every day. And I like my water, but it's water. So I use these infusions, put them in my water. It makes it cold. It's great flavor, zero sugar, zero calories. It's pure energy infusions, rebellious infusions. Go to drinkrebellious.com or on all social media platforms, Drink Rebellious. Hi, welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen with Dale Armstrong. He is the founder and CEO of United States Mounted Shooting. And we were just talking about how it, how he started the association. Now let's talk a little bit more in depth because I know people want to know how to get involved and, and what kind of horses do you um, that participate. So let's start with our favorite subject, the horses. What What is the main you know horse breed that's uh, affiliated with your association? Well, um just like any other uh, time to be in a, you know, a Western sports uh, discipline, uh, your American quarter horses are going to, they're pretty much going to dominate. You know, that's, uh, there's some awesome quarter horses out there. And, and uh, with the cow bred horses that are mixed with the racing horses, they make very good mounted shooting horses. So um, we, it, mostly it's American quarter horses. They are, they are the dominant uh, breed. But I mean, these riders are riding everything, Appaloosas to to um, paint horses. I mean, there was a there was a Frisian horse that I just saw run the other day, a giant Frisian horse. It actually blew my mind. And I mean, these people ride quarter ponies and mustangs. I mean, to do mounted shooting, you really don't have to have a highbrow cat, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that. I mean, you can. Uh, you can go out here to and get you a pretty sound horse, and uh, most horses can take gunfire. All of them can take gunfire one time. I can tell you that. Uh, that's what we always joke. We say, "Yeah, you can shoot off of it at least once." But uh, but most horses they will take gunfire, and we have we have a, a process where we gun break horses, and and it's very simple, very easy to do. Uh, mm -hmm. But it yeah, it's, you don't have. You can go to the sale. And you can pick you up a fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar horse, and you can get started in this sport. Because I mean, you don't have to be the fastest to get started. As long as you got a good broke horse, you're you're good. Well, I think you were saying that some people show up and they might not even have a horse, but you know, people just loan them one just to get them started. Yes, sir. You know, we have clinics and stuff across the nation. We have clinicians and experienced riders come in, and 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 the and a lot of times the. We've had riders actually come out to watch the show. We've had, you know, fans come out to watch the show, I should say. 
and at the end of the show they were like hey i'd really like to try that you know i grew up riding horses i hadn't had any horses in a long time i don't have any right now but i'd really like to do that but you got to be careful in mounted shooting when you say you'd like to do that because somebody will hand you a set of guns and a horse and, and <laughs> they're real good about that they're real good yeah. about saying here just take my stuff and let's see see if you really like it you know and, and i can't tell you how many people have started just like that by these mounted shooters just loaning them a, a, a finished out horse, a, a set of guns and gun rig and saying, here, try it out, you know, see what you like about it, you know, and it's, it's awesome. We do it all the time. Like we're going to be doing a camp at, in Decatur, Texas, and, and we're going to start from nothing to running a pattern in one week. Love we're going to do that over one week. And you don't even have to own a horse if you want to come to that camp because we're going to have finished out horses there that we can put riders on. And, and see if they really want to do mounted shooting. I love that. So if somebody's listening and, and uh, they want to go to the camp, how would they find out information? Uh, they would, they would, I would tell them right now to be watching USMS2020.com, or you can go to the USMS face, Facebook page and just keep okay. an eye on that. Uh, right now we're still in the development stages of that. It was as a fun little deal that we just talked about with the, uh, with the people at NRS and they do a lot for us. They're actually coming on as one of our corporate partners and, and we're going to do some training stuff there. And that's what the, you know, the owner of, of NRS, when he built that facility there in Decatur, Texas, he did, he intended that for that to be a training facility. So mm. for us to go down there and, uh, and to do clinic, to do a camp where we're teaching people horsemanship, uh, proper gun management, how to you know how to put the two together i mean that's that's really what nrs is founded on they they wanted to be a training center so and we want to help them reach their goal as well so absolutely yeah well you got some great corporate sponsors for sure i I love it because it's one more thing for the horse and the horse the rider to get to do it's one more great event you know maybe your horse isn't the number one cutting horse but you can take them this direction might be perfect and it just gives you a more of a relationship with your horse and just another outlet right and there's a lot of uh we get a lot of barrel racers and a lot of uh of ex-ropers and actually people that are still roping i actually rope myself so and uh but there's a there's a big crossover from the other disciplines but once they realize hey my horse can it can shoot it don't mind the gun the next right. thing you know and that's what when I say I want to take this association towards rodeo, that's my biggest deal is, is I want to get them other disciplines coming and riding with us to show the world, you know, you can do this. And, and the yeah. shelf life of a mounted shooter is very long, you know. So. Yeah, you know, that that's a big key. It, it's, it's a long life. You can stay in it for a long time. But it's also good for those performance horses that have one job to sometimes do something else a little bit different because when they go back to their one job, they're fresh. You know, like a barrel horse or team roping horse that always goes left. Do your do you do your event? It's going to make them think a little bit, and when they go back to going left again, they're going to have more uh, energy. You know, right. and I, I love that. I love but that. Just, so, just like uh, you know, just like barrels and poles. You take barrel and pole race, uh, pole bending. Mm -hmm. You know, right. We have we actually send some of our mounted shooting horses to barrel trainers and pole trainers because if you really look at our patterns, we're running barrels and poles at the same time. So because we're it. maneuvering around poles and we're circling barrels and and you know anytime you can shave 
four tenths of a second off on a barrel turn, I mean, that could be the difference between $200 and $500 on that run. So I mean, absolutely, that's why we use them. Big crossover. I love that. I love, that. I love it's a male and a female sport too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the only thing, you know, with my association, uh, we don't do a gender split. I know I just, mm -hmm. that's something that I don't really particularly care for. And I think mostly because the women are, they're, they're kicking the tails off us already. So uh, they're not going to complain. They're already beating us. But Yeah. Uh, I mean, heck, what, didn't you say there was a teenage girl that came out and did just a crazy run? Yes. Uh, actually, the, the girl that just set a world record, for us her name is abby esau she's out of claremore oklahoma she's actually in college now she just turned 21 years old okay and uh but she she set a record of 6.8 seconds she went <laughs> in the arena shot five balloons switched guns shot five more balloons and back out of the arena in 6.8 seconds i know a lot of ropers that can't even tie a cow in six seconds no 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 that would so, be a goal <laughs> yeah it was a it was actually amazing I, I couldn't believe it for a couple of days i was like did she really do that and i, I i'll tell you the truth scott i came home i put my guns on i was like and i just loaded them went out back and I tried to shoot my guns, just standing on the ground, shoot my guns 10 times in 6.8 seconds. Couldn't do it. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'll, no, I'll never hold that record because I can't even shoot my guns that fast. You yeah. know, I actually did it riding a horse. Absolutely yeah. amazing. It, this sport, it will humble you as much as you love it. You yes. know, golly. And you never know who it's going to be. You That's what's so fun. You That's don't. what's so fun. And and that's the deal is, you know, um, I have adopted so much stuff that I learned in rodeo and applied it in this association that is making it good for the contestants and, and making it, giving them opportunities to, to profit and, and to move forward and to advance themselves. And, you know, and, mm -hmm. and the Western sports industry has grown so much over the last couple of years. It's uh, ever since COVID hit. Uh, the Western sports industry just went through the roof. Absolutely. And I, think, and I think it's because people want to get out and do something and cowboys and cowgirls, we're going to ride our horses and we're really not going to let anybody tell us we can't. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's I, kind of why the Western sports industry went that way, but it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of fun. And it, you know, I, I've seen some rough stock riders that have a hard time doing anything after they get done riding rough stock well this this sport's not rough on them so right I, I love that and you know I, I think it is because we want to get outside we want to be with nature and ride horses and but I also think it's because of the people the camaraderie right. in the western industry is so awesome you know we talked about some of your sponsors and and just the people in general loaning you a horse and your guns i mean that's you don't see that anywhere else no sir and no, and that's no. awesome. What was it like, man? Your first your first uh, event as you know this thing you founded. You're you're in charge of it, and you have your first event. Can you say where that was? Do you remember and what that was like? Actually, I can. I can. I can tell you. Um, I started this in 2019, and it some like I was telling you, there was a guy here in Arkansas that was helping me out mm -hmm. and trying to get me going, and uh. And I said, well, I'm going to start producing my own events. So I did, and I produced a few of them. And uh, it was uh, 
it, we started out at Crossroads Cowboy Church in El Paso, Arkansas. I was a member of the church, and that's where we started. And we had we was holding shoots there, you know, three three or four years what we were doing. And it and uh, I remember my first event that I was actually producing. And I was actually riding a big paint horse that my wife rides now, and he's a big powerhouse. And um, and I was so stressed out, Scott. I mean, I, you couldn't have dunked me in a tank full of water and got any more sweat on me, any more water on me. I was sweating so bad. I was so nervous. I wanted the event to be amazing. And I, I don't even think I had a clean run the whole weekend because all I could think about was production and and, but I still enjoyed it. I loved it. I just really loved doing production and, and, you know, and helping people and, and, you know, and, but that, that was my first experience. And, and the one thing I'll never forget is how much I was stressed and sweating over it. I was like, this gotta be good. You know, if this is ever, and, and at that time I wasn't even expecting to be where I'm at today. And, and it, you know, a lot of times people they'll dwell on the negative and, and a lot of times if you look back, and think, you know, just like this deal here, we're talking about the very first time I ever rode and produced my own event. And I was, I was so nervous and scared and I just wanted to be, I was like, I'd just like to have an association and, and offer this to the world. And here we are, you know, yeah. four seasons later. And, and yeah, it's it's amazing how fast that means you really put together something incredible. But I appreciate you so much just that being able to say, man, I was scared. I was nervous because I think there's so many business owners, whether it's a T-shirt shop or starting a, a big association like what you have. Um, man, you, you want it so bad and you work so hard. And it's the first day you're open. It's a little bit nervous, you know. You know, my great granddaddy, he told me something and, and I've tried to strive for it ever since. But ever since he told me this as a young child and and he told me he said son you work till you don't have to introduce yourself and, and i've tried to do that ever since i love that you know and 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 that's what i've been trying to do and 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 anytime you can do something that you love to do then you're not really going to work that's the way i see it that's absolutely right man i love that saying man that's awesome right. it's the truth though it's the absolute truth Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's so, granddaddy, he's, he had a lot of great sayings. I mean, he was, he's born in 1904. I oh, believe it was 1904. So I was very blessed to be able to get to know him, you know, and he lived to be a hundred years old. So it, it was, he had so many great sayings and so many things he taught me along the way that, that I've carried with me today. And I try to pass on to, even to, to my riders, you know, some of his philosophy, but you know, old school cowboy philosophy, it's sometimes it's a little rank. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is, but deep down it's all with heart, you know, it, it's to keep you safe or help you get, be a better person. You it know, is. that's what it comes down to. So, uh, give us one more story on your granddad. Well, uh, my great granddaddy, he was, uh, he was a row crop farmer and a cattle farmer over in Desark, Arkansas, which is not very far from where I live now. And, uh, I stayed over there every summer. I was, I was on that farm. I was either working cows or I was, you know, doing rope, putting in rice levies and, and, uh, and speaking of rice levies, I'm going to tell you this story about it. This is a great story. And, okay. Uh, it's kind of funny. One time we were out walking and we were putting in rice levies and, you know, the 
I think the cottonmouth was was originated in Desark, Arkansas. I really do. I think that's where they started at. There's so many there. And uh, anyway, he pulled a levy back, and there was a big old cottonmouth laying there. He just took his shovel, banged it on top of the head, tossed it over to the side. And and I don't even know if the snake was dead. But <laughs> <laughs> he said, they're stupid old things. He said, oh, he's always in the way. And that's just how a man he was. He was just so rank. He didn't care. I think he would have picked it up and threw it out of the way. But <laughs> he was just, he was a he was a good old boy. I mean, he wore long sleeve shirts and cowboy hat and everything. I mean, boots, jeans, the whole nine yards. And, I, and in Arkansas, the humidity here is like 2,000%. So in the summer, it, it'd be so hot and miserable. But my great-granddaddy, he was just cowboy to the core. And that's, I mean, I watched him do that for years. And I always looked up to him for it. That's cool, man. It's cool how that influence and the military influence and all those together are now, you know, going across the association and, and – uh everybody that's a member gets to have some impact of, of that. Right. That's really cool. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how people can maybe get registered, how they can start following the association and then uh, next steps and even discuss the, the finals and where that is and how people can watch. Absolutely. All right, guys, we'll be right back after this quick break on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at CowboyEntrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Hello, I'm Scott Knutson, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I want to tell you about a product I've tried and I love, and I feel the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience will as well. It's Rebellious Infusions. Rebellious Infusions, they're little packets of flavor. And you know, it gets hot in South Texas, over 100 degrees every day. And I like my water, but it's water. So I use these infusions, put them in my water. It makes it cold. It's great flavor, zero sugar, zero calories. It's pure energy infusions, rebellious infusions. Go to drinkrebellious.com or on all social media platforms, Drink Rebellious.
Hi, and welcome back to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knutson, here with Dale Armstrong, the, the founder and the CEO of United States Mounted Shooting. And man, just having a great time just talking about um, how the association started and hearing some stories and kind of what led to him starting this uh, this this uh, company, this association is just kind of taking the country by storm. So, so I guess first, let's talk about the classes and the formats for people that are curious about what it's like. Uh, yeah, so there's two associations in the nation. Um, of course, United States Mounted Shooting and then our competitor. And we run on, they, our competitor, they run on classes. And mm. um, they, they have it divided 24 different classes. Uh, and for some people, they enjoy that, you know, um me particularly that's the reason i started u.s mounted shooting you know i tip my hat to the association they've kept this sport alive for 25 plus years and uh which allowed me to start my company as a branch off of what they were doing and so uh i'm gonna tip my hat to them for that you know i always will you know that's and cool. i kept it going and, and it allowed me to get going what i'm doing but so they run on 24 different classes. They're actually gender split. And where we run on the D system, just like barrel racing. Uh, the only thing about us is, is if you have a penalty, knock down a barrel, miss a balloon, run over a gate cone, any kind of penalty, that knocks you out for the round. So wow. the way we do it is, is we pay out per round. So, uh, and then our champion is determined over the whole event by points. So, and my whole theory behind doing per round stuff goes right back to rodeo because mm -hmm. I, there's a lot of times that I rode a, a, a long round horse and got paid a little money on it. Well, I was able to eat at the dollar menu that night where I got bucked off in the short go. So I want riders and contestants to be able to have the eligibility to win money every single time they go in the arena. So, uh, and then at the end of it, we have a big prize at the end, just like everything else that's the way it should be. So, you know, I pay out per round. You know, we we have four divisions. We do we do run on a progressive payout scale. So, which which that means the you know the one D they get paid a little more than the two, two a little more than the three, three a little more than the four. And the reason I do that is because uh, there has to be incentive for you to get better. You know. Yeah, absolutely. If you're gonna if you're gonna go out here, the guy that's running in the one D that's working hard, he's riding his horses four or five times a week, he's 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 doing this due diligence and 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 training and and he's going out here and he's he's really working hard at it, that rider deserves to make more money than the guy that's riding once a week. You know. That's right. That's and, right. And I believe that. And I'll never apologize for that. I, that's one thing about the way our format's set up, a lot of people think that that you know we are just 100 percent competition driven well they're absolutely right and then when i say that i tell them thank you you know because that's what i wanted to do well you that's know, like we, the rodeo format it is you know and and and, it, and in rodeo in any in any discipline and even the barrel racers that may see this they'll tell you you know that the d system is why there's 500 entries at a at a at a barrel race now you know you put up you know, you put up twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars added money, and you'll be running barrel racers until four o'clock in the morning. You know, mm -hmm. and that, and then the D system is what has done that. You know, right. and when it first come along, barrel racers they hated it. 
You know, they they it, they took, you know, everybody, so a lot of people resist change, but if you look back, change is what made it better. And, yeah. I, and, you know, and that's the thing is what, so when I started this, so <clears throat> I just kind of took what the BBR and some of the pink barrel and I just went in and I went in and I actually started look, reading all the rules. I did my homework and, and I, I read the, the rules for all these big barrel associations and i was like you know how do they do it you know and and uh so but we don't do the second splits like like barrel mm -hmm. racing does some some people that see this they may say well what's their second splits we don't do the second splits because the, the way i look at it is we have 60 patterns 60 different patterns in our association every time you ride in the arena you're doing something different every time so it's hard to to set second splits when the when it changes every it changes just in and out in and out you don't ever know like in barrel racing you run the same clover leaf you either run it to the right or to the left it's the same pattern every right. single time that's why right. you can do the second splits and right. uh but we don't do that it, but uh the format is uh it's very good for winning money because you figure the way we do it, we only split the money four times. That's it. We take, you know, it's a, you got 35 in the 1D, 30 in the 2D, 20 in the in the, in the 3D, and 15 in the 4D. That's the percentages that it pays out, you know. And I so love can, that, man. You know. And, I love and, you giving people a chance to make some money while they're there. And not just three people. You know, you got a lot more opportunity to make that money. And right. move up and make more money. Yes, sir. And the thing about it is, is uh, as you see these riders getting better, mm -hmm. they'll come in and they might run a 3D time and, and win and win a little, you know, they win some money in a in one round. Well, the next round, it's a stage that their horse really likes and that they really like. Well, next thing you know, now they're winning 2D money. Yeah. yeah. So it gives them the opportunity to jump up there and win money and until they get consistently to where they're in that one division all the time. And that's one thing I always say about, uh, about USMS is clean and consistent will win you money and it will win you championships. Absolutely. You gotta be clean, gotta be consistent and it'll win you championships in USMS. And that it, it is proven itself true over and over and over again. And, yeah. and the system, I think the, the format is just, it's because you can make money on your way to the top. Mm -hmm. you know, you're not just and these these riders that that have one uh, D legitimate one D horses that are running consistent one D time. Well, I'm gonna tell everyone something that that most people that throw in the horse will throw these horses only have so many runs in them. Mm -hmm. No matter what discipline they're in, they only got so many runs. So we actually have horses coming up to take the place of these great horses we're riding now. Well, this gives that pro or upper level rider the opportunity to start and season horses and not blow the horses up. Right. I think this format is is good for training horses and keeping them sound where they're still running at 25 years old. Mm -hmm. it's not and that rider can still make money seasoning in a horse. He might not make 1D money, but he can make money. Yeah, I, I love that. And then there's so much life left in that horse. By the time the other one's coming up, you can still 
you know, do whatever you need to with that other horse. He still has a great life too. That's so I, I love that you're letting the riders make what they need to make and keeping it healthy and safe for the horses. And, and, uh, that's wonderful, man. That's, that's so cool. So, so your world championship and I, that's a big event. Where, where do you hold that? Our world championship is the uh, second weekend of June every year. It's at Lazy E Arena in Guthrie, Oklahoma. If you've never been to Lazy E, you owe yourself to just to see that facility. It's absolutely. absolutely amazing. It's like two and a half arenas in one. And uh, we actually, when we're running in the main arena there, uh, we actually have a whole nother arena right behind us that we're that we got horses warming up in. And then actually we use two arenas. We run simultaneous arenas there. But we're running two arenas at the same time. It takes a lot of staff to run that show, but it is a great show. Uh, we have round parties, uh, just like the NFR. I mean, everything I do, any you don't have to be around me very long to know that I'm all about rodeo. I, I love, love rodeo, and uh, and so everything that I do, I try to emulate rodeo. So we have round parties every night. If you win a round, you win a buckle. And uh, and other prizes oh, to go on the buffalo every single night. Uh, I'll feed you every night. You know, uh, the association we we actually catered every night of the finals. It's a three day finals. We cater every night, and we we do have, we have a lot of fun and play a lot of games, and it's just a it's a great experience. The second weekend of June every year, Lazy E is a place to be. And that's so awesome. I love how you listen to your members and let your, your members have a part. I mean, even design the brand. That's so important. I love to give back for sure for riding all year to get to go to the finals and doing the the, the um, buckle ceremonies because not everybody rode, you know, rodeoed and such. And and uh, this is like that, except you have a, a nice, safe opportunity to do it for a long time. Yes, sir. So it's the best of both worlds. And we have riders. Uh, actually, my granddaughter is four years old and she's actually riding the big paint horse that I started on. So, That's so cool. I mean, so he's a, he's 16 too, and she's four years old. So she kind of looks like a gnat riding on an elephant, but <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, we got riders from four years old to 84 years old. I love and, that, man. And, he's, and, and one rider, I'm going to drop his name. You know, his name is Denny lemons. He's out of Texarkana, Texas. He's 84 years old and he's still whooping butt. The man won doubles this year and everything. It's it's unbelievable. I hope when I'm 84, I can just get on a horse, much less compete on it. You know. Well, you know, I, I love that. I love the memories you're, you're allowing people to make while they're making money. You know, and that's that's huge. You know, have the, that knowledge. You know, around you, the horse knowledge. You know, for those kids to pick up for someone that's 84. Um, right. invaluable, invaluable. So if somebody wants to watch an event or watch the world, Series, is there a way they can do it without having to leave their house? There is. We actually do it run a live feed. Uh, and, oh. uh, we, we, we post a, a link on our website and on our social media page that, that it, that all you gotta do is click on the link. It takes you right to our show. We run, we actually don't, we actually live feed more than just the finals. We live feed every corporate event. So mm. like we're going to be in Arizona. We're going to be in Buckeye, Arizona the first weekend of February. That event's live fed. Then we'll be in Memphis, Tennessee uh, in March. That one's live fed. Then in June at the finals, then NRS national, they're all live fed. We have been running them through Wrangler network, you know, and, and uh, we're going to, we're actually trying to upgrade a little bit 
the Wrangler Network has been great to us. We appreciate Wrangler and all they've ever done for us, and we sure appreciate mm-hmm. that. But my theory is, is we got to get off the internet. We got to get on TV. Yeah, know? that's right. And uh, well, that's the next step for sure. And as fast as y'all are growing, that that just kind of makes sense, you know. Yes, sir. Um, just more cameras on it, you know, and more cameras and more viewers. Yes, sir. Um, and I believe this sport has just, you know, it was pitched for a long time that this is the fastest growing equine sport in the world. And 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 I'm going to be honest, it's not anymore. It's uh, because anybody that's in the Western sports industry, they're going to know if you're telling the truth or you're bullcrapping them. And, and I'll tell you right now, breakaway roping is the number one growing yeah. sport in the, in the country. You know, as as much as I would like to sit here and tell you mounted shooting is number one, it, it's you know, breakaway is just really took off. But breakaway is already on TV. They're already they're part of the PRCA. They got the WPRA now. They're part right. of the PRCA, the NFR. And when the NFR adds your class, then you're you've made it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, and I don't I don't foresee <laughs> us letting us come to the NFR and shoot guns, but I mean I I would love to, but uh, I do some work with the PRCA. I do some work with rodeo contractors, with PBR contractors. We we do our shows in rodeo events. A lot of fun. The crowds go crazy. Really so, do. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing. Well, just the excitement and the speed all together. I mean, it's hard to beat. And then when you know the people are good behind it, it makes it even better. Yes, you know, and that's, that's what people want to get behind. You know, if you only have a couple hours a week to really relax and watch something, you're going to watch the people you know and you care about, you know, that are right. right. And, uh, and you throw in some good horses, that even makes it better. It does. Uh, for sure, for sure. So what's next for you, for you and the association? Actually, uh, Scott, I've never stopped, really. I just got home from the AQHA World Championship, and uh, I qualified really well there. I qualified. I was one of the finalists, but then I – I kind of blew it on the last run, but I mean, you win some, you lose some, you know, right. Right. Uh, uh, just got home from that. Uh, we actually have this weekend off. I'm going to uh, help my neighbor work some cows and whatnot. And then the next weekend we go out to Kabul, Missouri. Then the next weekend we go to Rainsville, Alabama. And then the weekend after that, we're in Palestine, Texas, and it just keeps going. You know, it's just, man, it, you, you just said a lot there. You know, that's the cowboy way. You got one weekend off in a couple of months. You're going to help the neighbor work cattle. And that's just, uh, it's yes, in the blood, sir. isn't it? Yes, sir. I love it. You know, I, I do too, man. I just talk about it and start smiling. Well, you know? I, there's nothing better than, you know, if you're having a bad day and just like my wife, she started a, a club here in Arkansas and she's going to start doing a fence and it's a nonprofit club. And, and I told her, I said, look, we need to do some, we need to do some therapy stuff. You know, we yeah. need to do some, some something for these veterans that are, that are struggling. We need to do something for special needs children and stuff that I said, man, cause you walk a good kind eyed horse up to somebody like that and it'll change their day. It, and, instantly. Yeah. And, you know, and if we if we can help somebody see the earth and see that the, see what's going on in this country a little better and, and, it, and it come and it make them put a smile on their face and maybe they're a little depressed. And I can tell you, ain't nothing like a good kind eyed horse. That's it. exactly right. It'll walk up, put his nose on you. That'll make you just say, you know what? Maybe things aren't as bad as what I thought. You yeah, know? that's so, right. It's I'm, amazing, you know, and that's why I love horses so much. You know, you know, you got a thousand or eleven hundred pound horse, but they get so soft and so gentle. They, it's almost they, they do know. It's not like they almost do. They do know 
whether it's it's special needs or whether it's military related or just a senior citizen doesn't matter right um, man it's so fun to watch and be a part of too when that happens those moments yeah it, it's just you know i don't and when i started usms i didn't start UMS, usms to for a job I, I i'll be honest with you i didn't start this to be a job i started this because i wanted to make a difference yeah. i wanted to offer something to where cowboys and cowgirls could do this sport and actually have fun and make some money at it you know because that's the only way anything in the western sports industry when you talk about performance it's not if you can't make money at it it's not really going to go anywhere and uh, you know we were we spent a lot of money on these trucks and trailers and horses and tack and this and that and feed and and you got to be able to pay get some of that back you know if you're going to if you're going to be competing especially when you're paying entry fees yeah yeah can't just do it for nothing that, so, that's right. And you go somewhere safe to ride and run your horse on and meet good people. And that's what it all, what it's all about. And mounted shooting is unbelievable. I invite you out, Scott, you need to come to one of my big shows, maybe come I want to. Or something. And you would not believe these people. They're just amazing, you know? And, and, and that sucked me in off the get go too, because when I, you know, a lot of things have changed since 1985 to 2022. Yeah, it's a big change in 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 this country and the way thing people do things and talk to each other and and right. and the way that mounted shooters talk to you and the way that they they interact with you and the way they'll just literally rip their shirt off and hand it to you if you need it. It takes me back to 1985. So I love that, brother. I love that. That's why I encourage everyone watching or listening to our show to get behind y'all and just watch and then they'll want to come out and then they'll want to be a part of it. And, uh, yeah. you know, just, there's always room for good people and good horses. Yeah, Be careful when you ask, cause I'll flat hand you a set of guns. <laughs> yeah. Don't be trying to impress your wife by saying, Hey, I can do that. Cause you might get called out. You're right. You know, and I have a dead broke horse that I would put anybody in the car. When I tell you my four-year-old granddaughter's riding, that I'll tell you. If you say I want to yeah. try my shooting, well, take old yeah. Titan and let's go see what you can do. <laughs> You'll get the pain out there. Hey, real quick, uh, we got to close this deal. But how many states are y'all in now? We are in 36. Man, so, congratulations! In three years, and we're at 2,780 members. Unbelievable! So, I am so it, blessed. Oh, I, well, you know what? You put out a great product. You know, you got good people and good horses and. They can get behind you with what you've done, and it just is a perfect recipe for success, for sure. Well, and, and the thing about it is, Scott, is is I get to come on and do fun things like this with you, but yeah. it's not me. It's not me at all. I just had the vision and to to say, hey, let's do this. I have a team behind me that you would not believe. Some mm-hmm. of the greatest people in the world, and my team members. You know, my partner Kenny Pacora. My traveling secretary, Tammy Esau, they're just, they're amazing people all the way down to my judges, to my range masters, to everything to, I mean, I have a great team that has got me where I'm at. And just like Dr. Harry Anderson with his commitment to, to USMS has helped us get there. And I have a whole host of sponsors that have really come on board and, and believed in what I'm doing. And we have some new ones coming next year. And, and, you know, if you don't mind, you know, we got Justin Boots, uh, Hatco Company, which is Resist All, Charlie One Horse, Stetson, 
you know, to, to uh, get silversmiths out in California, build one of the prettiest buckles you'd ever hang on a belt, you know, just uh, we've had so many great sponsors that have got behind the, my team and has put us where we're at. And I can't thank them enough. It's just, oh, I love it, man. I love it. Well, well, Dale, I appreciate you so much. And, and once again, thanks for your service. Thanks for those stories on your great grandpa. And I love how all that's trickling down to, um, to, to the association and, and, and continued success. And thanks for being on the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Yes, sir. Thank you, Scott. Hey, well, thank you all, all for listening to us on the radio on KCAA and watching our podcast. We really appreciate you subscribing to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 830-992-1786 or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com.